0: Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Today's session is going to be one of the big old tough ones, okay? This is going to be up there as a max workout. This is going to be one that should really properly push you through. We're going to have to really have to hold on in order to complete. And there may be points where you're like, oh, I'm not going to complete. But fortunately, there's going to be a little rest ahead of you and you will know that you will be able to complete, okay? So no silly noises like that one because what you're doing today is six five minute intervals with two and a half minutes rest in between. Those two and a half minutes rest being what is gonna be able to make you continue through this entire workout because you know you're always gonna face into that two and a half minute rest. You're gonna do these at the stroke rate that you would do a 10K at, okay? So I'm gonna do this at round about 26 strokes per minute, but you pick whatever is suitable for you. And your pace is gonna be roundabout about your 10K pace. So I'm gonna sit at round about 2K plus 10. But again, I want this to be the pace that you're going to be doing your 10K at. Now, as such, this is going to be week five, session three of the 10K plan. But don't worry about it. You don't have to be on the 10K plan in order to benefit from this workout. It's suitable for anyone. All right. But this is going to be one which is going to really take you right up to a point where you're going to be really kind of working hard and it's going to feel... It's going to basically just give you that sensation of what it's going to be like to do either like a 5K time trial, a 30 minute, a 10K time trial. Okay, it's about being able to hold that intensity for a certain amount of time. Okay, so it's slightly different in the the feeling to what it would be like for a 2K or a 1K test. It's more like one of the kind of the longer ones, like 5K and up. All right. So, because this is quite an intense workout today and you're hitting the ground running, we're going to do a five-minute warm-up rather than a four-minute warm-up, okay? Now, I'm going to start off by setting up the machine. Now, we always do our drag factor first and on a concept two that controlled by the lever on the side. Now, if you don't know anything about drag factor or whereabouts to set it, then do check out the video I have on the YouTube channel. Mine is set to 120 right now, in case you want to, I don't know, follow me for the sake of it. Next up, go to your monitor and set it to eye so You're not having to look up and not having to look down, because that will affect your posture. And finally, if you can set the height of your foot stretchers, then please set it to a point where you're able to get to the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically comfortably okay if your feet are too high you might not quite be able to get to the vertical if they're set too low you might go pinging straight past and the strap will probably be across your toes good rule of thumb is that the strap goes across the balls of your feet first and then you can adjust from there okay so this warm-up normally i do them at 18 strokes a minute but today we're going to do them at 20 strokes a minute <gasps> okay and we're going to start off power wise. It's just going to be enough that you get a good old connection from your, your feet into the foot plates, but you're not pushing too hard, okay? Because the point is we're going to be working on the timing between our feet and the handle for the first minute, okay? Don't worry, just follow me. Less talking, more rowing. <laughs> I should be on a t shirt. In three, two, one, let's go. So 20 strokes per minute is one stroke every three seconds. Like I say, power wise, all I want you to do is put in enough power from the legs that you can feel some sense of power going into the machine. And I want you to work on the timing between a, that push of your feet and the point when your handle picks up the flywheel or the water wheel or whatever you're using on your machine. So you want that push of the legs to happen at exactly the same time the handle connects to your machine. And if you have straight arms and a forward lean when all that happens, the power from your legs should surge into the machine uninterrupted by your back or your arms and it should also get in there um, as full as possible, if that makes sense. If you push too soon with the feet, your butt will escape from underneath you and you won't get all of your leg drive into the machine. If you pull too soon with the arms, you'll find they bend, at the elbows and you kind of lose that feeling of the foot or the leg power going into the machine so once you've worked on that timing then you can start to look, up, look at the pace that you're rowing at let's get up somewhere near 2k plus 18 pace, ok? so a bit more of a push your legs and if you don't know what i mean by 2k plus or minus then row a two kilometer time trial divide the resulting time by four and that gives you the average time to cover 500 meters in your two kilometer time trial that hopefully you've rode as fast as you can So that is your 2K training pace. If you did it in 8 minutes 20, your 2K training pace is that divided by 4, which is 2 minutes 5. So when I say 2K plus 18, that means 2.23. But for the time being, we're going to take one foot out, put it on the ground, and continue rowing with just one leg strapped in. Your pace will obviously drop now because you've only got one leg in. But hopefully your technique is still the same. Pushing with the leg that's strapped in. Arms straight, forward lean. Swap legs. Really just try and think about holding that forward lean And arms straight as you push your legs into the machine to drive the stroke. It's really important. Okay, one more stroke here. Right, both feet in, straight legs, and just roll with your back and arms. So, arms out, lean forwards, lean back, rocking over the hips. And then you pull in the arms after that rock over the hips. And then arms away, rock forwards into that starting position again. Let's do two more here. Okay. Into the front of the machine with straight arms and that forward lean. And just push out with your legs. Not too hard. Because all I want you to concentrate here... Is the timing remember that we worked on at the beginning but also holding your arms straight and that forward lean as you push into the machine okay because this is so important to start the stroke in this position and only when your legs are halfway through the stroke do you finally swing over your back and pull in your arms to a finish right talking of finish that's the warm-up done If you are not warming up or warming up, warm enough for the main session yet, then pause the video, do a couple more minutes rowing to make sure that you're nice and warm so that when we start today's session, you can get right up to pace without having to kind of warm into it. Okay. otherwise, keep on moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink and I will explain one more time what it is that we're doing today. Okay then, so one of the reasons I was going quite uh, in deep already on technique in the warm-up is because today's session is going to be one of the top-tier max workouts, okay? This is one where you are going to be working hard and right from the start, so I kind of needed to tell you just the basics of technique before we get into even the first couple of strokes. Because what we're doing is six five-minute intervals with two and a half minutes rest in between. And you're going to be doing these at your 10K stroke rate and your 10K pace, which for me means 26 strokes a minute and 2K plus 10 pace, which is probably round about where it's going to be for you, but you pick what is best for you. But remember, this is about working hard, okay? If you're going to pick what's working for you, don't sit on the back end of the pace guide and turn this into a mid-tier or worse, a bottom-tier. Just remember, this is meant to be a hard workout. You work hard for five minutes, get two and a half minutes rest hard for five minutes, two and a half minutes rest. And what's going to happen is probably by time, certainly by the time we get to the end of the first interval, you're going to go, oh my, good grief, what was that? You'll then be warm enough that the second one will feel better probably, but then it'll get tough towards the end. And then for intervals three, four, five, six, that's when it really gets into this kind of max level where towards the end of them, you're like, oh, crikey, am I going to get to the end here? But if as long as you keep on rowing and you don't stop, you will get to the end. It's as simple as that. As long as you keep going and don't stop, you'll get to the end. <laughs> If only everything were that simple. Right. So let's just get straight into this first interval. Like I say, if you've not warmed up properly, there's a chance that this first interval is going to feel a little bit rougher for the first, say, maybe up until about three minutes. But then once you get properly warmed up, it's going to feel easier. And then interval two, strangely, is going to feel a lot better than interval one. Trust me, it's just it's a weirdness if you've not warmed up properly. It's the importance of a warm-up. Bit late to be telling you that, though, isn't it? As we're picking up the handle right about to start our main session. But I did tell you, so hey. Anyway, right, you ready? Game face on. Here we go then. Interval one starts in three, two, one. Let's go. So, like I said, I'm doing this round about 26 strokes per minute. And I'm aiming to hold 2K plus 10 pace. Now, sometimes attaching 2K training paces to a 10K can be a little bit uh nuance-y. so that's why I'm saying you pick your 10K pace rather than your 2K plus 10 pace, basically whatever well, one's harder. Is what I want you to do today. Right, that's the first minute gone. Remember, power comes from the legs. If you've been reading articles, or posts, or watching videos, but talk about needing to pull harder to go faster try to banish that from your mind and really think about rowing as a leg pushing sport but here that push into the machine is where the majority of your power is created. It's going to make sense as that's the first big thing that happens on the machine and then you finish with the handle pulling into your chest and it must be said your legs should be more powerful than your arms alright halfway there so far so good but let's see how we get on through this whole workout don't worry I'll talk through the rowing stroke properly I'm not going to leave you adrift so to speak I just wanted to not start instantly going oh you must be in perfect position just remember as you go through the rest of this interval that the power comes from your legs and that as you're in the front of the machine here known as the catch you want to make sure to have your arms straight and a forward lean and that is how the power gets from your legs into the machine and it's most powerful efficient and least likely to cause injury way okay just under well let's see exactly 40 seconds to go hopefully you are seeing the finish line to this first interval remember get a whole two and a half minutes rest coming up hopefully you've stayed nice and strong through this first interval Two strokes. Last one. Woo! All right. Now, if you have a monitor that shows you your average pace uh, when you're done on the interval or even during the interval, make sure to set your monitor to that so you can see at the end of it what your average pace was for that interval. So in my case, although I was aiming for 2K plus 10, which was 155, I did it 155.2, so a little bit slow. But I think, will you forgive me that point two? Please do. Have a drink. And the aim for this workout is to make sure that your average time to cover 500 meters across each of these intervals is the same or better each time, okay? So my baseline is 2K plus 10. I don't want to ever go any slow, well I just said 2K plus 10.2 but hey, I don't ever want to see less than that as my average at the end of it, even by the time, excuse me, even by the time I come to interval six at the very end of this, I do not want to be slower than 2k plus 10.2 um and it should be the same for you you should be aiming for faster or at at the very least if you're starting to fatigue towards the end you want to at least hit that 2k plus 10. and to be honest that very last interval the sixth interval i'm going to tell you to go as fast as you can okay um, so just, just, I'm not going to suddenly surprise you with it and go, over oh, the way interval six, as we get there, you say now that last one, if you want to go fast, still holding the stroke rate, then yes, that's what to do. Okay. This is meant to be a full on top tier, really hard work session. And if by the time you get into interval six, you've got it in you to go fast, go fast. Okay. T-shirt says, don't push the slow stuff, push the fast stuff. So you're allowed to push the fast stuff. And today counts as the fast stuff. Okay, interval two is coming up in 15 seconds, so just reseat your seat, have a little wriggle, 10 seconds to go to interval two, same rate, same pace, and remember to hold at least the same average. Three, two, one, go. Now don't worry if the first four or five strokes have your average skewed normally because the first two strokes are way slower than the average you're looking for but within the first 30 seconds in total you really want to have it settling down to the average that you're looking for and trust me it's a great mind game having that little average timer on screen because you can't hide from it it's the same as the projected finish counter at the bottom too but it's always there telling you whether on average you're slowing down or whether you're holding the pace you're supposed to be rowing at it's all about consistency all of this consistency of pace stroke to stroke if you can hit the right flow of power, you shouldn't really see your pace fluctuate. Every now and then, you may see a one second rise or fall, but if you have a fluid. Rhythmic stroke moving from phase to phase in a nice dance rather than jerky and stop-start, then it's much easier to control the consistency of your pace when rowing and that really does start sorry to be a bore but with that leg drive coming into the front with your forward lean and arms straight and then everything is kicked off with that leg drive. You keep your arms nice and straight and that forward lean as you push the machine away. And then you'll get to about halfway through the leg drive and you will naturally feel the urge to swing over your hips. To be fair, a lot of people naturally feel, <laughs> feel that right from the start, but if you can concentrate on holding it at least halfway through the leg drive... You will naturally want to swing back in a nice rhythm. And then after you initiate that back swing, that's when you finally bend your elbows and pull your arms into a finish. okay we have four strokes two more one more can we get one more in? I'm gonna there we go Uh, I was uh, I evened out I was 2k plus 10.2 10.2 the first time round, 9.8 that time. So overall for the session, I'm finding it's bang on. Now, right about now, like I said, you've been through the first interval, but if you weren't warm enough, it may have been a little bit ropey. But in the second interval, things should have settled down for you. And that may have felt easier than interval one. So now comes the question of whether you can start going a little bit faster. So if you found that really easy, then this next interval, maybe think 2K plus nine, okay? So remember, we're always looking to go faster, Um, especially when it comes to training for what it feels like for a 10K, uh, if that's what you're, or 5K, 6K, half hour, whatever. Um, You want to be feeling an increase in intensity if this is like a walk in the park for you, it's important that you think, well, this is meant to be my top tier workout of the week. I'm going to push this. Now, I'm, finding that I'm not saying this because I'm finding this soft. What I'm saying is that when it comes to 10K, people's fitness levels and power levels suddenly become a lot more differenter <laughs> um, than when it is to try and judge a two, someone for a 2K. Hang on, have a drink. Those of you who are have a much better cardio system will we'll maybe finding this a little bit easier and so therefore by increasing the pace and using the muscles more we will then hit that balance to be able to get both of them working at the same amount rather than it being in this kind of like softer workout whereas there may be some of you that are really struggling for the cardio side of it and actually trying to hold on for this 2k plus 10 in which case sit at the 2k plus 10 so I'm just saying this is the point now after the two intervals where you can start to appraise whether you want to just nibble away a little bit faster you do not nibble away and go a little bit slower. Okay, right, 15 seconds to go. Have a little wriggle of your backside. 10 seconds to go. You ready for this? So we are going to interval three in five, four, three, two, one, go. So really, all I'm saying is that the nuances of The longer distance um, time trials and training plans needs to account for the fact that people start to really separate in terms of fitness and what it takes to turn a top tier workout into a top tier workout. So if you wanna go faster, go faster and maybe that if you actually just kind of concentrate on maybe the bottom line of your monitor so you're not seeing your pace but you're rowing comfortably at 26 strokes a minute You can then look at what your pace is and suddenly see that your natural pace at 26 strokes a minute, if you're following me, that is, is actually a little bit faster. So again, I've done exactly that while talking to you and i'm hovering between 2k plus 9 and 2k plus 8 as my kind of natural pace for this stroke rate and I'm not suffering from a cardio point of view so I'm just going to hold this pace as what feels natural and really in many ways that can be really important in your training because remember I don't know you I'm not actually (laughs) there rowing with you so there's a chance that if I was I'd be looking at you and saying hang on you can be going faster than this and would push you so you have to put on your big boy pants or your big girl bra and decide should you be going faster than that 2K plus 10 pace guide ...in order to get the full benefit out of this workout. You know what? I'd be surprised if you weren't able to go at least one second faster... It's very easy to talk yourself out of going fast. But with only 45 seconds to go on this interval, why not try it if you haven't already? Just under 30 to go. hopefully you're looking at the next rest with ease 4 3 2 last one 1 good job so yeah that was 2K plus (laughs) 8.7 to be precise as an average and you know what I think that's a much better pace in order to keep this at the intensity it's supposed to be at for me so I know I'm talking about this a lot but Because I need you to understand it's important that you don't just blindly follow the pace guide on this one. Blindly blindly follow the pace guide on the bottom tier stuff because that's important that you don't go faster than what I'm saying. But on this one, what's important is that you make sure that this one is becoming, if not already, but it's becoming a top tier workout. We're three, three in, three to go. So we are at the Bon Jovi point. Whoa, 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 we're halfway there. Well, hopefully not living on a prayer. Uh, so this is this really is the make or break point. So you've only got three intervals left, so 15 minutes of rowing left with two and a half minutes rest in between, okay? So you've got to remember that. By the time you get through this two and a half minutes rest, no matter how the interval feels in terms of intensity, you're kind of recovered to pretty much close to how you felt at the start of the last interval uh, for the next one. So never think about how tough it was in the interval that's gone before always think about how you feel at the start of the next one i don't think that's something i've ever said before properly but that really is important that you don't never look backwards never think how the last interval went never think in a race how did that last 500 meters feel or whatever never look backwards now at the same time don't look too far forwards either because then you're like oh my god i've still got 1500 meters to go and it's okay so just think about here now which again at the start of an interval that's important How do I feel here and now? Okay, 20 seconds to go. Make sure you're comfortable. A Little wriggle of the backside. Change where those sit bones are pressing your glutes. 10 seconds to go. Now we're gonna hit interval four in five, four, three, two, one, go. We're back into it again. Now as being I mentioned the glutes. I can stop lecturing you about pace for a while and get back to lecturing you about <laughs> technique for a while. And the thing about your glutes and your sit bones is posture. And the importance of keeping a good posture throughout the stroke not just at the front of the machine in the catch but through the drive phase into the finish the release and the recovery again you want to make sure that you have a powerful posture to help get the power into the machine, but also try to make this an injury-free row. Which, if you have a poor, slumped posture this can easily become so the point of the lean into the front of the machine and the lean at the back of the machine is that you are hinging or pivoting over your hips like this you're not collapsing your lower or upper back at the front of the machine in order to lean forwards and you're not rounding and slumping your lower back at the back of the stroke when you finish so as you come forwards you want to be up on your sit bones with your hips tilted forwards and then that forward lean should mean that your shoulders are over your hips and then if you have a braced core And a powerful braced back. That's the posture you're looking for. I'll explain more about that in the next rest period. But hold that posture as you drive. And even as you swing over your hips I still want a powerful posture with a braced core your hips may have tilted back but not so much that your tailbone is tucked under you, so that then all you have to do is hinge over your hips again to get into that forward lean. Three, two, one. Oh. A little bit faster. Went from on the last one to 2k plus 8 on that, that one and again don't worry about other people's times worry about how you're getting on okay you may be a lot faster than me you may be a lot slower than me doesn't matter it's up to how you are posture then you want to come in to the front of the machine up on the sit bones nice and powerful Okay, Ooh. you don't want to be slumped with your hips pointing backwards tailbone underneath you lower back rounded upper back rounded so you're kind of quite low and slumped it's almost like you want to make sure your knees would come into your armpits if you slid far enough don't want you to but Whereas if you're all rounded, it's almost like your elbow pits are in line with your knees. Answers in the postcard to what your elbow pit's actually called. I think Julie and I call them your Steve's. Your Steve. I don't think that's what it's called. Um, Yeah, so you want to come up nice and powerful and then you're just, you're rocking backwards and forwards over your hips. You're not like a wooden board but this is what you're doing. So you're not going "Eh, eh, eh, eh," like this, optional tongue sticking out, "Eh," okay? Which if you sit and do this, you will feel your sit bones grinding over your glutes. You'll feel them just mashing into the seat. And that is where I'd say 90% of backside pain comes from, is this rolling of the hips, tucking the tailbone under, and then trying to get forward again. It's like you're kneading bread with a rolling pin. 15 seconds to go. Let's reseat those seats. Especially if you've just been doing that because that's quite sore now. 10 seconds to go. Interval five coming up. Second last one in five, four, three, two, one, go. So if you can think about that powerful posture and just hinging backwards and forwards over your hips then you should feel the difference compared to when you tuck your hips underneath you in terms of your sit bones squishing your butt muscles and I mean The two things I hear most often when it comes to injuries or uncomfortable rowing is people who say they get sore backside when they row or people that say they get sore lower back when they row and both of which 9 times out of 10 are either posture based or because the rower is swinging their back too early often before they even take the leg drive and so as they swing everything goes in to their lower back ow and because they're skipping out the power that you generate when you swing over your back. They're also going a lot slower than they could be. So really think about what's going on with your posture. And if anything, just think one o'clock forwards to 11 backwards, and then as you are rocking forwards and backwards, just keep an eye on how your sit bones feel. Are you up on them at the front? and hips staying connected rather than tucking under and squashing your glutes keep that power from the legs remember a fluid motion there's no point when I'm stopped I'm always moving apart from maybe a tenth of a second at the front of the stroke but this return of the handle Should feel like a natural bounce off your chest. So in out, in out. Your arms will automatically want to spring forwards if you pull to a powerful finish at the back of the stroke. So let your arms do their thing. Three, two, one. Ah. I think I sped up stroke rate. There. How did that one go on? Another 0.9 faster. So that was 2K plus 7. 7 7.1. But yeah, you drive with the legs, swing in the back, pull in, powerful finish, hopefully with flatter wrists than I'm seeming to be doing right now. Squeeze your shoulder blades together. And even if you do this in front of the mirror, you'll see that your arms kind of want to just come back again, naturally. They don't want to <clears throat> hold. Even doing that, I can feel everything wants to bounce forwards again. Do it. see? So if you see rowers come in and they go, whew, hold it, come back in again, they're just wasting that recycled power from the body, from this natural springiness of your muscles across your ribcage and things. So the worst thing in the world that I ever see in terms of wasted energy albeit some of these rows go really fast so I'm not actually saying it's a bad thing for them but when you see them, they drive they finish up at the top like this, see, biceps and wrists turned in doing this strange flick thing with the thing they're leaning right back this is into what, about a it's not quite a 3 o'clock, say so 2 o'clock layback at the back or 10 o'clock, whatever way you want to look at it And you see their incredibly ripped torso and core. And you see their biceps are bulging or whatever. And they're like this. And you think, well, what have you got to go from there? You've used the wrong muscles for a start. You don't have that bounce forwards. So you've then got to launch yourself from that position all the way back up into there again. Which, if you have strong abs, blah, 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 blah. This is where the guys go fast. But it's a waste of potential power. Such a cause of injury if you're not used to it. 10 seconds to go. Right, last one. How fast can we go? Come on. Five, four, three, two, one. Go. I don't really like going down the here's what not to do path when it comes to technique because i know i have my own issues i have a mirror in front of me and i can see that try as i might i'm just not getting my wrists flat as i come through at the back of the stroke and I've still got a tiny, well, hopefully tiny, butt scoot going on. So for me to pick apart even the concept of a faceless rowers stroke seems a bit rich. But I do think it's a difference between what I'm getting wrong that is costing me a couple of seconds pace versus what I see people doing that less able let's say people copy and because they don't have the core strength or bicep and forearm strength they get injured okay how are you getting on halfway through this last interval are you going faster or merely holding on make sure to at least hold on there's no nearly about it 2 minutes keep pushing with those legs try to work on the timing between leg drive and handle connection to whatever your machine uses come on we've got this closing in on one minute to go keep your pace it's another Bon Jovi song keep the faith you've got this it's less than a minute you have the training in you to have faith that you can get to the end keep that leg drive powerful 30 seconds keep your posture up powerful braced core arms straight come on powerful pull to a finish here we go 4 3 2 1 1 more, come on 2k oh. plus 6.1 to finish Hopefully, you got that into the sweet spot of that max top effort row and hopefully, when you look at the summary screen or the graph, if you just did that as a straight chunk of time, uh, hopefully you'll have seen that you're going faster. Each time, I certainly was, I started off two seconds under the target pace, or sorry, over the target pace, and ended up 3.9 seconds under by speeding up through it, because I realised I had more in me. To be honest, I think it's about time I did another 2K test. I think if I was able to go that much faster and talk to you, I think I'm running on a soft 2K, to be honest. Not really looking forward to doing another 2K test, but hey, right, anyway, sorry, I'm talking away to you. We should really be kicking into a two-minute cool down. Give me one second, I've buried it all the way down. I need to set up another two-minute cool down in erg zone so it's closer to the top. Or I can change the date on it, can't I? Okay, so two-minute cool down. Let's drop to 18 strokes a minute on this one. And the pace should be just enough that you're connecting quite nicely, that you're able to then slow down from it uh, to make it a cool down. So maybe start run about two k plus twenty, and then drop down to two k plus thirty. Okay, in three, two, one, go. Remember, try not to skip the cooldowns. I don't know if you do or not, but these are really important mentally and physically it's not just about me wanting to take up more of your time you're like go with the sharp." it's about getting used especially in a session like this physically you really need to cool down in order to not seize for the next day's training like session 4 this week is a 30 minute, 18 strokes per minute row which you don't really need a cool down at the end of it physically but mentally it's still a good idea and it makes it so that you're always used to doing a cool down even if it is only 2 minutes I mean on Row Pro, the online racing software most of the cool downs last about 9 minutes so this is quite a short one that's well, a very short one, but it just gives you a chance to decouple, as Gwyneth Paltrow would say. Anyway, I hope I really hope you enjoyed today's session, and I really hope you listened to my pace stuff. I tell you what, if you're on the 10k plan and I didn't quite get to top for you then what I want you to do is hang on let me get to the end of this one more stroke at the end of the cool down Ugh. right I'm done on the cool down you either keep on cooling down or take this last little bit as a moment to stretch and pack up and stuff um, in fact if I had a way to stretch I would I can really do with can I, let's see if I move this out of the way. Whoops. Can I get a decent stretch in here? Can you still see me? Hello. Sorry if I'm just a wee head poking up now, but I need to stretch my lower back. Hello. So. Feet bent towards me. Chin down. And bend forward. You should really feel the stretch right in your sciatic nerve. And that's what I need to stretch. And what all you're trying to think about doing is folding your chest down to your, your body. You are not... repeat, you are not grabbing your ankles and pulling yourself forwards. You're trying to fold your upper body straight down. Okay, so toes back, chin into your chest. That elongates your sciatic nerve. And then try and put your chest down to your knees. Not that way. Okay, so I'm lightly touching my shins. I'm not pulling myself. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah, yeah. if you paced this one and it wasn't quite the top max tier for you... Then when it comes to session five, week five, session five, I want you to skip week five, session five, and do this session again, but start faster. Okay, so instead of it being 2K plus 10, then maybe start at 2K plus 7 or something, okay? Because you can't have this as just a mid-tier hard workout in the week because you'll have already done that one in session one and then session five is the same intensity so you need to make sure you've had a max workout this week so if this one if you didn't quite get it right which i mean listen i I know i'm caveating this entire row saying this it was a top max for me but i know how people are different across the 10k that's why i keep on talking about this So if that was the case for you, then I want you to do this again as session five, but faster. Start two or three seconds faster or whatever you feel will then turn this into a max top-tier workout. You should have been to a point where you almost fell off on the machine at the end of that last five-minute interval there, okay? (laughs) Have I said that enough now? (laughs) Right. Uh, Okay, I think I'll stop do my lower back and I'll actually talk to you now oh crikey this is just the thing because of this psoas muscle or psoas muscle I keep on putting into spasm I have to stretch this way now so um thank you if I'll sit back on the machine which is probably oh no um thank you so much for being part of this one. Oh, sorry if it was a little bit scattered by talking about whether the pace was right or wrong and all that kind of stuff but hopefully you enjoyed it anyway hopefully it was the right um session for you hopefully it did hit top tier because actually week five session five is a really good workout um i did it as a test a few days ago um and it actually works really nice it's a good you get a nice little mix um but for the time being we have to get through session four which like i said is a 30 minute 18 strokes a minute so that's a real nice recovery one okay so this is this is the pop thus what am i from i'm from the deepest parts of scotland now this was the point is that today is supposed to be a max Session four is then meant to be that real recovery which doesn't push you at all because it's only 30 minutes and it's down at 18 strokes a minute and it's at like 2k plus 20 to 22. And then session five is back up to hard again. So this is all about um, working your energy system properly. So if you just went, today is like a mid-hard workout and then that real recovery and another hard workout again, you've not hit your intensity point for the week through these sessions. So you have to make sure one of them is a top, which is why I'm saying you then do this again. Is session five. Which then, if you have done that, this is then gonna be really weird. You'll be like, oh god, see, you said that again. What do I do now? It's all confusing. It's all gone a bit back to the future. Right. Just make sure you oh, I thought I'd maybe turn my sound recorder off after all that. That's what I use to record my sound. So if you ever see this thing st- dangling away, see, it's all like high tech, eh? This is this is the sound department. This is who we need to fire every time things go wrong. Eh? Hey? Eh? Sponsored by Test Cam. Ting. It's quite nice we recorded them. Right, Uh, it's a Saturday, so I can't tell you tales of um, spaghetti bolognese. However, I did upload a video last night um, because we are currently at the end of week one of the Fall Team Challenge 2021, which of course is going to be nothing in about a month's time when you're watching and you go, yeah, whatever, who cares about that? Um, But we're doing well. That's what we need to know. So if you're not part of Team Roll Along on the Concept2 Logbook, then why not go? log.concept2.com set yourself up a little profile under teams. It then gives you an option to who to join. You can join Roll Along. It's just literally, it's just a bit of fun. It's basically just the, the uh, rowing community. Most teams are on there and we all kind of compete through this just to add up meters. There's no prize. You can get a certificate if you want, um, especially if you reach 100 or 200 kilometers over the 30 days. Uh, but it's really just a little bit of fun. Um, I don't get anything out of it apart from it's amazing seeing that currently rowalong are in third place. And I'm like, really? <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and and that's all oh, it's done just like I say, just keep on saying it. It's just a bit of fun. So anyway, if you want to be part of it, then that's what to do. Sadly, it's just a concept two thing. Yes, you could set up a logbook and add in your meters manually, but that's not really in keeping with what uh, house it's, it's supposed to be concept two only. Okay. So sorry, or you water rower or um, skill row or that's why I say skrillex, but he's a what kind of guy. He's yeah, like that. And auditions for beatboxing. <laughs> I'm done, so uh, yeah. Thank you very much for doing this role. Let me know how you found it. Let me know if you're like, actually, I think you were off with the pace guide for me. I should have been doing that around about 2k plus 6. Or if you find it really tough and you spend the whole time going, could you stop telling me to go faster? I can't go any faster. I can't handle the faster. Um, yeah, so just let me know how you got on. It's always great to hear from you. Um, and I do enjoy replying to every single one of the comments that I get. So don't, although don't let that stop you commenting because that'd be bad, wouldn't it? If you're like, oh, I don't want to reply from him. He never stops talking. Um, I'm gonna go off and make myself some dinner, which tonight is, what am I making tonight? Gnocchi, or gnocchi, or gnocchi, gnocchi, depending on. Yeah, gnocchi with pancetta and nutmeg. So you get the, I'll tell you the recipe. You get um, some nice olive oil, not too hot, because you don't want it to smoke, because that's when it becomes dangerous. Um, And uh, put in quite a lot of garlic, and then some nutmeg, and fry the garlic up then put in the pancetta um, and then fry that up with the garlic and the and the nutmeg and whatever. Uh, and then you put in, now I you make a cheese sauce, but I cheat and I use um, Philadelphia uh, garlic cream cheese because um, I just cheat. So I put that in, stir it around, uh, and then, have I do, do I put onions in it? Optionally, I'll put onions in before I put the cheese, mm. if I do that, but anyway. And then um, I'll then put the gnocchi on, and while that cooks, I will stir in, two giant handfuls of spinach into the cheese sauce. Um, And then once they have basically wilted and mixed into the cheese sauce, the gnocchi's done, chuck the gnocchi into the rest of it, give it a stir, tear up some more spinach onto the top of it, add some parmesan, some black pepper, a nice big garlic flat flat pizza flatbed thing. And that's dinner. And tonight it will be served up with some Erdinger um, non-alcoholic beer. Which, to be honest, is out of all of the beers, is by far the best in terms of taste and texture. But because it's calorie-wise a little bit up there, um, I don't tend to drink it that often. It's like my treat, not an alcoholic beer. Um, but yeah, and that is gonna be my night. So you could always, um, so yeah, cook along with John. Could do that, could do a Zoom, couldn't I? And then we could all cook gnocchi together. But frankly, if I was gonna do a Zoom and cooking thing, we all know it'd be spaghetti, don't we? It wouldn't be, well, why, why'd I cook gnocchi? Like, you'd, you'd be all like, what, what's going on? It's because it's a Saturday night, that's what's going on. So yeah, I'll stick Van Halen on the radio, make, make some dinner and then I will sit down and watch uh, a new series on Netflix, which I'm not going to say the title of because it has um, a three letter word beginning with S in it. Um, it been education, great series, amazing series. If you've not watched it, then you should watch it. Um, yeah, it's just very funny. It's rather rude, it's not safe for work. <laughs> Although you shouldn't be watching television at work anyway. Unless you do what I do and make television. I watch television all day long because I make television. Um, yeah. Should I stop now? Should I? Are you stretched, packed up? Yeah? I should really go and finish stretching myself off. And anyway. I so, yeah, you're right. I should go, shouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's make that the hashtag, okay? Uh, stretch. Hey, stretch. Or the importance of stretching or the yeah yeah let's either either hashtag stretch or if you've got time in your hands and you can be well typing in the importance of stretching because i'm going to go and finish stretching my lower back i'm going to stretch my quads i'm going to do my hip flexors i'm going to do my shoulders um and yeah and, and listen if you're interested i could make a, a video of me stretching but frankly i don't think you want to see me stretching you'll just let them go really this is a bit much. But I can show you the stretches I do. I'm more than happy to because this is all about trying to make you fitter, faster, stronger and if nothing else, last longer. This is why everything when I talk about technique is about trying to get you to last longer so you don't get injured and all that kind of stuff. Like. Right. Thank you so much for putting up with another really long outro. (laughs) I will see you in the next video, which like I say, is going to be a 30 minute at 18 strokes per minute if you're on the 10K plan, or if you're just picking ad hoc, I will see you either with worse hair or better hair or a worse beard or better beard, or it'll be fat John or it'll be thin John, or maybe Santa John. Maybe that's what I'll do this year. I'll dress up as Santa Claus. Hey, if enough people ask for it, I'll do it, hey? Stay safe, be well, bye bye.